With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have been fed. That's a fact. I have been fed. That's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. What's up, Katie? Oh, hi, Keith. Oh, hi. Um, you know, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, a little song and dance, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, the late great Prince takes over the top of the Billboard 200 albums chart in the wake of his death on April 21st. We'll be talking a little bit about that, but make sure to check out our special All Prince Pop Shop episode that talks at length about his chart triumphs. Also on today's show, we'll be discussing Beyonce's just-released visual album, Lemonade, which premiered via an HBO special on Saturday, April 23rd. Plus, we have a brand new number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart as designers Panda jumps to number one, bumping Rihanna's work from the top slot. In addition to all of that poptacular goodness, we have an interview with Jackie Ivanko, who at just 16 years old is already a chart veteran with five consecutive top 40 charting albums on the Billboard 200. She's now returning with her debut pop single, Apocalypse, and Katie spoke with her about it, so stay tuned for that later on in the show. But first, before we get started, If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. I don't know what's up with all of my radio voices today, but hey, I'm kind of feeling it. (laughs) Poor Katie's just like, yep, you keep talking. Keep going. You do you. You do you. Tyler Oakley, you do you. <laughs> Ever since Tyler said that, I was just like, it's just glommed on. I don't even know. He, I don't even know if he originated that phrase. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Prince because he's, uh, well, he's Prince. Uh, go listen to our other standalone all Prince show, the Prince Show Pop Shop Podcast. That's a Saturday Night Live reference. Um, 
where we talk uh, a lot about Prince's chart action this week. He's numbers one and two on the Billboard 200 chart with the very best of Prince and Purple Rain. Um, Of course, Prince uh, died uh, on April 21st, and the charts are reflecting fans who are uh, uh, celebrating his life uh, through his music, and that is reflected on our charts this week. Um, uh, Notably, uh, it's also Prince's fifth number one album, uh, he previously hit number one with 3121, the Batman soundtrack, Around the World in a Day, and the Purple Rain soundtrack. Um, so I'm not giving short shrift to Prince at all. Um, we gave we talk a lot about him on the other show, so please go listen to the other show. Um, that said, um, I would like to uh, address uh, another artist who actually uh, quite famously worked with Prince mm-hmm. um, <laughs> on the Grammy Awards, mm-hmm. spectacularly so. I believe it was, I want to say 2004, uh, don't quote me on that, when they opened the show at the Grammy Awards, Prince and Beyonce. Um, Beyonce has a brand new album called Lemonade, uh, which we knew that something was coming, but we weren't exactly sure what it was. And uh, a visual album... Uh, similar to her previous self-titled album, uh, arrived on Saturday night, April 23rd, and uh, it premiered via HBO, and Katie saw the whole shebang. I already purchased the album. I, I've, I've, I've got the album, um, but I want I, w- I would like to have Katie lead the discussion about Well, all we knew going into Saturday was that there was going to be a Beyonce special premiering of some nature called Lemonade. Right. And we, so- we didn't know if it was like a, a long-form video or just documentary, a documentary. I, who knows? Yeah. And a lot of people had an inkling that this is what how it was going to be, that it was going to be a visual album like Beyonce was um, a couple years ago. But uh, it was totally just an event. It was a it was a cohesive start to finish, like long music video, basically, that kind of moved in different vignettes for each song. Mm -hmm. Visually stunning. Um, Cameo filled. Right. (laughs) Uh, and I think the thing people are most taking away from it is the subject matter of the lyrics, because it is very much about a possibly. Uh, well, it's very, it's very, imp- it's implicitly about being unfaithful. I'm not saying that this is yeah. like her personal experience. Yeah. P- people are people are jumping to the conclusion that this is an autobiographical uh, lyrics, which you know it may like, or may not it be. It may or may not be. But um, it's it's very very you know deeply about like a, a relationship and and what you know why is there cheating and how is there cheating and cheating making you crazy and or jealous and um, how one gets through that and how one moves forward in a relationship or a marriage after that. There's also a lot of um, there's there's a lot of content in in the visual album about sort of uh, you know. Uh, race relations and being a black woman being a black woman Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. and what that means Mm -hmm. um and it very much celebrates black women in the video in like i'm not sure should i call it a video in the visual album it um you know the people that you know are zendaya is in it um zendaya uh wallace from beasts of wait beasts of no nation no the other southern wilds southern yeah and um uh there's there's many faces you recognize, but then there's a lot of oh Serena Williams famously is in it as well, in like awesomely dancing twerking in a leotard next to Beyonce. It's incredible. 
Um, there's just so much to unpack in this thing, yeah. and everybody needs to watch it. And the album concurrently uh, debuted on Title on yeah. Saturday night. It came out on Title. Um, so I think it came out at the end of the ep- at the end mm-hmm. of the show. Um, I was actually not watching this live because I was uh, at dinner. And I was on Twitter, though, and I saw that Twitter was blowing up. Yes. Like, it just, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to, like, go home now, <laughs> basically. So I'm, like, wrapping up dinner. I'm like, get an Uber. Gotta go. Um, and went home. And, yeah, Tidal had it uh, exclusively. The only way that you could get the album um, was through Tidal. And it was streaming exclusively was the only way you could do it for the first 24 hours on title and then at some point i'm not sure if it was concurrently with the release you could purchase on title you could purchase on Mm -hmm. title and then um early on monday morning it became widely available to purchase at at i think all digital retailers but it won't be on spotify it will not be streaming anywhere except on title Mm -hmm. um so i think what's interesting to say about this in terms of kind of the commerce of it is that Last time around, Beyonce had a one-week exclusive window with iTunes where she premiered the whole album, the whole shebang, a visual album. And that, and the only way you could get it was by getting the video with the music, the whole thing through iTunes, the whole kit and caboodle for a week. And that did incredibly well. This time around, she, I would imagine that, that HBO probably ponied up some money and gave Beyonce quite a chunk of change to have the rights to premiere this mm-hmm. visual album. And then in my head, I'm thinking that might offset whatever revenue you may have lost from that first 24 hours mm. without selling it because everyone got to just stream it instead. And, you know, some people may stream it for free or whatever. Um, but then 24 hours later, it became available to purchase. So I think probably at the end of the day, she's going to come out just as well as she did with the last one. So it was a very smart way, I think, of executing it. And also HBO, it was their free weekend, so anyone could watch it on HBO. Yeah. Um, And Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones this weekend, (laughs) by the way. Um, uh, Will the album Lemonade uh, be a lock for number one on the Billboard 200 chart? Um, Because That's a tricky question. Yeah, it's difficult to say, because it will have... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you'll have four days of sales. Well, probably just slightly less than four days of sales. Um, But those sales will probably be tremendous. Um, And then it will have sales from the previous day from Tidal. Um, It will have streams from Tidal, but it will not have streams from anywhere else. Um, It will have a la carte track purchases, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, But uh, so probably in any other normal circumstance, it would probably be a lock for number one. We think, but it's really too early to tell because we have no sales forecasts yet. Because it's because we're recording this on Monday, the album just went up for sale. Well, we will not know until Tuesday, and it's also unexpectedly competing with the first full week after Prince, Prince. died. So, so, you know, under normal circumstances, she would have a fairly decent shot mm-hmm. with Prince. We don't know, yeah. Um, so stay tuned to billboard.com. I saw a tweet on Sunday from Drake, and all I saw in my email was this Drake tweet. Like talking about views from the six, I was like, "No, not you too, Drake. It's not your week." And then uh, I realized he was just debuting his album art. I saw that too. I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold I up. seriously had a moment where I was like, "Dude, you're not even trying to like go up against Beyonce no, right now, are Drake, you?" Drake's album comes out this Friday, twenty ninth. Yeah. Um, man, hot <laughs> I thought and he heavy. Might be hopping early. I was like, "Oh no, man, oh man." Um, 
Well, um, over on the Hot 100 this week on the Billboard Hot 100, we just talked about the Billboard 200. Now let's let's pivot over to the Billboard Hot 100. Aside from a lot of Prince action that's happening on the chart, and we talked about that in our Prince show, and you can also certainly check out Gary Trust's story on Billboard.com. And make sure to check out Gary's Chartbeat show this week. He'll probably t- be talking about Prince as well. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, rapper-designer jumps to number one with his debut hit Panda. It actually goes two to one, and it bumps Brianna's work from the top after nine weeks. Uh, did you know that Designer's only 18 years old? Did not know that. I didn't. I know so little about this gentleman, um, and I feel like I think everyone's playing catch-up right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Panda spends a second week also atop the streaming songs chart with 35 million overall U.S. streams, up 23% um, in the week ending April 21st, according to Nielsen Music. Um, about two-thirds of Panda's Hot 100 points are from streaming. So this is a song that's powered mostly by streams to get to number one, um, with the highest share of those actually coming from non-Vivo YouTube views because there's no official video yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's no official video. Doesn't even have that work. Wow. No. This song is like on fire. Yeah, so imagine what will happen when a real video yeah. comes out, when air, like actual airplay starts to catch up because it didn't even debut, I think, on our radio songs chart until last week. So the like the quote unquote mainstream is finally catching up, mm-hmm. but I think they're just they're probably like so busy just trying to like keep up with the train that's flying mm-hmm. ahead of them. So uh, you know what's also notable, and this isn't in our notes, is that uh, Drake's One Dance jumps to number three. Wow, this week, uh, and it looks like it's gunning for number one too. And with views from the six coming out on Friday, you'll have the one two punch of all those track sales. And the viral, so that's going to have all that steam behind it. There could be a battle for number one in the next week or two. Wow. Um, also, oh, I, I want Drake to get his number one so bad. And I think that's a great song. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Um, you know, what's kind of sucking all this is that um, Lucas Graham, um, who had been patiently Aww. waiting with seven years to be number one, um, kind of bumping around the top three and was stuck behind Rihanna for mm-hmm. so long. Um, Rihanna finally falls. Um, and actually falls, I think, to, like, number four. Uh, do I, I have it here. Um, yeah, work goes from number one to number four. It was down 9% in overall points. Lucas Graham, seven years, actually moves up three to two. <laughs> and so if Designer's Panda hadn't had a surge, this would have been Lucas's Graham's week to we be number one. We need to resurface the article that you did when Ed Sheeran was stuck at number two behind Uptown Funk and uh-huh. then See You Again. Yeah. Um, and, and Ed Sheeran never got to number one. Never got there. And, <clears throat> like, that is such a fascinating article. Like, the songs that just, like, had some oh. cultural phenomenon at number one in front of them and could just never quite cross the line at we, number one. Uh, the charts team was talking about this over the weekend, and I said, uh, you know, another example of this is when foreigners waiting for a girl like mm. you. Um, I've been waiting for a girl like you. Just in case the kids don't know it, Keith's got your back. The kids will. <laughs> Um, it was like number. It was number two for ten weeks in wow. a row, back in like oh eighty one, eighty two, mm-hmm. um, and for its first nine weeks, I believe it was stuck behind Physical by Olivia Newton John. For the tenth week, Physical fell from number one. Waiting for a girl like you held on at number two, and then Hollow Notes, I can't go for that. No can do. <laughs> jumped to number one. So it's the same situation. Love that song. Like, you finally beat that stupid song ahead of you, but then something else jumped in front yeah, of you. Yeah, not to say being number two is anything to like sneeze at, but you want you, you want number want to one get there. Yeah, yeah. you want to be number one for Pete's <laughs> sakes. Um, 
Well, uh, so there's a lot of chart action this week. You know, it's sometimes we have those weeks where not a whole lot happens, and then sometimes we have a lot happening. And this is one of those weeks where a whole heck of a lot is happening. Um, we also, this week, have a guest interview. Yes, we do. With Jackie Ivanko. We talked to one Jackie Ivanko. Actually, we talked with her when she was 15 years old. She just turned 16 this month. She's so She's young. so young. And like she charted when she was like, what, three? You've known her name for a long time because <laughs> she was on um, America's Got Talent. She actually did not win America's Got Talent. Was but she was on she'd... six years ago when she was only 10 years old. Ah. And um, even before America's Got Talent, David Foster was some was working with her as yeah. just a young, you know, she prodigy. Like, she, I mean, is that is that what we know her best for? Is America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Okay. That's where she broke out, and mm-hmm. then she started putting out these albums that you know are blockbusters. Voice of an Angel. All of our moms have well, not them. quite the Voice of an Angel. I think that was Charlotte <laughs> Church, but so uh, she has this great classical style that has worked so well for her. But she's also a young girl. She's 16 years old, and she's kind of thinking, I want to make music that my friends are listening to, and you know, kids at my high school. You know, she's actually like in public school, like a normal child as well. And uh, she she wanted to make music that she loves. And so she just uh, put out her debut pop single. Um, Billboard debuted it last week and it's now available on iTunes for purchase. And um, it's called Apocalypse. And you can listen to it right now. Check that out. And uh, we actually spoke with Jackie when she was just working on it, finishing it up, and really excited about this whole new, you know, pop landscape. Hmm. So take a listen to our interview with Jackie Ivanko. Is it going to be forever? Or is it going to go down in flames? You can tell me when it's over. If the high was worth the pay. Hi, Jackie, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, it's great to meet you. It's the first time I've gotten a chance to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just 15 years old, about to turn 16, mm-hmm. but you know, you've been in the public eye since 2010 when you were the runner-up on America's Got Talent, and since then you've had five albums in the top 20 of our Billboard 200 chart. Um, you know, what has your life and your career been like over these past six years? Did you have any idea how that TV show would kind of really launch your career? Um, the thing with me is I go into things not kind of thinking about what's going to happen next. Yeah. And so definitely I didn't expect my life to change. And it's not a bad change. It's changed for the better. And things are so much more exciting. And I'm traveling a lot and seeing so many new things. And everything's just going really great. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're actually in the studio right now working on new music. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it's early, but what can you kind of tell us about the the new direction you're going in, your new sound? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just what have you been working on? Uh, well, I've been kind of gradually going into more of a contemporary sound, and it's not going to be the only thing I sing, mm-hmm. but I am kind of dabbling in that area. And that kind of started when um, a friend of mine sent a song that he thought I would sound good while I sang. And I sang it in a pop voice, and I guess it blew people away, and um, they were impressed with how I sounded. So I'm kind of going towards that area and kind of bringing in a younger crowd, and um, I think it's going really fun. I mean, going really well, and it's really fun. That's exciting. I mean, and you're young, so obviously it makes sense for you to do music that people your age listen to. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, you know, but obviously we actually got a chance to listen to Apocalypse already, uh-huh. and um, it's just a gorgeous ballad. Thank you. <laughs> and But I feel like it's really kind of a nice melding of, like, you know, the, your classical background and then, you know, a nice new pop sound. It's, yeah. It's really great. Is, Thank does you. everything kind of sound that way so far? Are you 
going um, with ballads, more up-tempo? Like, what kind of things are you working on? It's kind of sounding that way right now, but that's only because we haven't found any up-tempo songs to sing yes. that I want to sing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so um, all doors are kind of open right now, and we're just kind of taking what we like, and I'm singing what I like. And um, and the best thing about it is, is that I'm kind of finding different sides of my voice with every new song I sing. Yeah. And everything sounds different, and it's really fun to find out new things about myself. That's great. Yeah. And um, are there any kind of contemporary artists that you have in mind when you're kind of going in this pop direction a little bit? Yeah. Um, when I sing, I think of Lana Del Rey because oh, yeah. my pop voice is kind of around her register. It's lower, and I like her music a lot. That's great. Awesome. That's very cool, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Has, uh, you know, you've worked with David Foster a lot. Has he had a chance to listen to some of your new music yet? Yeah, he actually heard Apocalypse, and from what my manager Mark has told me, Mm -hmm. he was blown away by it, which was definitely a confidence booster, because David's been a part of my life since I started singing, Yeah. even before America's Got Talent. So to know that he's like like my music dad. (laughs) (laughs) So to have him tell me that is really, really encouraging. That's awesome. Yeah, you actually, um, you did some performances with him before you were on America's Got Talent, yes, right? Yeah. How did you end up connecting with him back then? Well, he was doing kind of like a talent search contest okay. thing, and I was a part of it, and um, I was doing concerts with him as part of that competition. Okay. And you mentioned that you've gotten, I mean, you've gotten to travel all over the world, and mm-hmm. you actually did some concerts last year with him overseas, right? Yes, yeah. Um, you know, what is that like, like singing in these countries that like maybe you never thought you'd go to, and now mm-hmm. you have like a crowd coming yeah. to see you? Well, typically you'd think that I'd feel uncomfortable because everything's different, cultures are different, mm-hmm. languages are different, but whenever I'm with my music family is what mm-hmm. I call it, when I'm with David and he has his whole team, it's like a family, and everything just feels completely comfortable and normal and he always brings out the best in me so it's always awesome to sing with him cool and um so with this new music do you kind of feel like um you know you're keeping one foot in the kind of classical door and one foot in pop like to kind of meld those two worlds yeah definitely um that's what I want people to know is that I'm not going to get rid of my classical voice because that's my roots that's what I love the most yeah But I do want to test out the contemporary side of my voice because I've just discovered that I had it and it's really fun to experiment with. Yeah. And uh, your fans have already gotten a little bit of a taste of it because you've done a lot of covers online. Mm -hmm. I saw your Taylor Swift Blank Space cover and it's uh, the feedback seemed to be really positive for for those covers, Mm -hmm. which is great. Is that um, I mean, I feel like you kind of took that song and slowed it down a little bit. Uh, but is that kind of a sound that you want to go for? Kind of an acoustic guitar, that sort of thing? Well, yeah, but I can't really say anything for sure because yeah. to me, there's really no limits to what I can do right now Yeah, because I really just want to see what's best for me. Totally. So I can't just like put myself in one spot. Yeah, and actually, we haven't talked yet about um, Writings on the Wall, mm-hmm. your cover of the Sam Smith, James Bond theme, which mm-hmm. was released as a single um, in January. Is, and it actually debuted at number two on our classical songs chart, too. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on that. Um, so how did that come together? How did you end up working on that song? Um, uh, well, the song was kind of suggested to us, okay. and I um, heard it, and I thought, wow, this could be really fun to kind of put my own twist to it. Yeah. And when I sang it, it ended up being really fun to do and turned out really well and so we even decided to do a really cool James Bond themed video and it was shot in my hometown and that's also out and um, everything just kind of 
fit really well and it was super fun to do. Yeah, that video was like such a, it's a big production. It yeah. looks like very cinematic. Yeah. Was it how, what was it like to shoot like such like a, just a high production video like that? It was very cool. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of the first videos that I've ever done that kind of had like a, a theme and a story and there's different looks and everything that are really different from each other and um, it was really chaotic because we had to get everything done in like one day but it was so fun it That's was awesome. so fun and my sister started in it too which is oh, awesome I didn't even know that That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so what wait where is she in the video she's the enemy spy oh my god I did yeah. not know that all right <laughs> that's awesome yeah um and you know you actually uh you were you were only 10 when you were on America's Got Talent mm-hmm. so like how have you managed in these last six years to kind of balance your your school life and your and your do you like have a tutor that comes on the road with you or what do you do well the key to it is kind of just trying out different things yeah. and seeing which works best and so I was in public school for a little tiny bit of time okay I left for three years to do online school and that did not work at all okay. for me so I'm back in public school now oh so you're going to just a traditional school yeah yeah How, what is that like <laughs> uh, well it's actually pretty normal yeah I mean sure I get a few people who are like ew it's Jackie Vanko but, <laughs> but it's like well, well, it doesn't matter. Hopefully people would think it was cool, though, also. <laughs> I would think. Some people, yeah. The yeah. good people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The people who matter think yeah. it's cool. Um, and you have a couple performances coming up over the next few months. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some dates in April and May. Um, what What are your plans for those performances? Um, well, Or is it too far out yet? Well, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure, because what I do with my concerts is I kind of just play it by ear and figure out, like, throw a few curveballs in there, but... From what I assume, I'm going to be singing songs from my albums, songs from the Silver Screen, Dream With Me and Awakening, mm-hmm. and um, maybe throw in a few of the pop songs that I've been working on. That's what I'm hoping, at least. That'd be great. I'm sure your fans would be happy to get a little preview yeah. of everything. And another crazy thing is that I, here I am working on all this pop stuff, but I have a concert, or I'm performing with Renee Fleming. Oh, in March, and Plastico Domingo is oh. actually conducting it. So I think it's crazy that I'm doing all of this stuff, but I'm also keeping my classical roots with these amazing totally. classical titles. It's really awesome. I feel like there are there are examples. I mean, obviously, like Josh Groban comes to mind of somebody yeah. who's done such a good job of like balancing the classical and the pop mm. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, you can do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you both have David Foster as your secret weapon. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome to have. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you got to do some performances too with um, Andrea Bocelli. I know. Mm. It's like all one big family with yeah. that whole crew. Yeah. Um, but what's it like to perform with, you know, somebody just at his level? Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty awesome because it's like singing. It's like singing with a musical god, basically, yeah. because he is like a big name and everyone knows him and he's got this fantastic voice. And it's just really awesome to sing with someone who I've listened to since I was young and inspired me to sing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, actually it reminded me too, and I was looking at your songs from the silver screen, and then his album, most recent album, was also his favorite songs from yeah. movies, yeah. which is just such a smart idea. Mm-hmm. And I love your album of that, by the Thank way. You. It's great. <laughs> so um, just looking forward, you know, you're working on stuff now. Like, what? when do you think fans are can be able to hear some of this new music? Like, when, when will they get a taste of it, do you think? Um hopefully it'll be sometime around like April or May or something okay um that's when I'm hoping that people will start to hear it and I'll release some of these new singles that I'm working on and hopefully I'll have an album out by then too because I'm working on it and it's really fun 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Jackie. I so appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. It was great to meet you. It was great to meet you. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, Jackie, for talking with us. It was so, like, exciting to talk to this girl who, I mean, she's just like a a normal teenager Mm -hmm. who just happens to be world famous. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for speaking with us, and we look forward on the Pop Shop to talking more about your uh, upcoming pop music. Yeah. Hitting the charts. Yeah. Um, You know, it's time now for our Charts Dad of the Week. Oh, yeah. Lions and tigers and bears and pandas. Oh, my. (laughs) There have been so many songs with animals in their titles at number one on the Hot 100, thanks to designers Panda. So it's time to play Quiz Katie. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So it's a very simple Quiz Katie. Okay. How many songs are we talking about here? Um, No, I'm just going to ask you to name the number ones with lion, tiger, and bear in their titles. Okay. Lion, tiger. Well, I've got tiger already, I think. Uh, Yeah, there's been one tiger. Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. That is correct. Yes. So there's only one tiger. Yeah, one it's tiger. It's not around the lions and bears. Uh, I think there's one. There's just one bear. <laughs> okay. And this is just for the Billboard Hot 100, which started in August of 1958. Bear. Is that going to be like where... It's not going to be an actual bear. It's like bear with me or something. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's kind of... It's, it's super obscure. It's from okay. 1960 by an artist named Johnny Preston. Okay. You can go ahead and tell me that one. It's called one. Running Bear. Yep. Wasn't getting there. Okay, so now lion. Lion. How many lions do we have? Uh, just just one actually from 1961, and it's a really famous song. Um, and uh, I'm gonna let you guess. I really wanted it to be the eagle's lion eyes. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> that doesn't quite count. I know. That is a That's different a different kind lion. of lion. <laughs> Big song. Big song. Oh, the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, you boy. That is correct. Yay. Um, so yeah, other 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 notable uh animal songs at number 1, uh the chipmunk song. Oh, yeah. Uh I was going to say or guess before you gave me you, like narrowed it down. Right. I was going to guess Hungry Like the Wolf. No, never went to number oh, 1. Oh, really? No. Okay. Um When Doves Cry. Oh, there we go. Prince. Appropriately. Uh, Monkey by George Michael. Okay. Bat Dance by Prince, because there's oh, a bat, bat. You know, of course. <laughs> um, Black Cat by Janet okay. Jackson. Crazy Town's Butterfly. Oh. Yeah. Who Let the Dogs Out? Uh, never went to number one. <laughs> um, Any dogs in there? A uh, particular favorite, Disco Duck by Rick oh, Dees. D- yes. Disco. That was disco really number duck. one? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's that's stunning. That is that, a novelty track. That would be like number the equivalent one. of like, you know, like Ryan Seacrest getting a number one single wow. somehow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the exact equivalent. That's yeah. insane. Okay. Um, so we've had a number of uh, number ones with animals in their name, and this week Panda joins the lineup or the the menagerie. The menagerie. I was just going to use the word menagerie. We're dorks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, Panda joins our lineup of animals at number one on the Hot 100 this week. Okay, so we will be back next week as usual. Make sure to check out our All Prince Pop Shop yes. uh, that is available separately. But if you subscribe to our show on iTunes, you should have gotten it by now. Um, you can also listen to it on Billboard.com as well. Um, Katie, do you have any parting words? Um, I think that we should go out on the Eagles Lion Eyes. <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that famous animal song, yes. Lion Eyes by the Eagles. We'll do that. Um, all right, see you guys next week. Bye. You can't have- 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.